The Midday News is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, we are on Radio Wa in Wa, KT Radio in Koforidia, Sky FM in Suyai, ATL FM in Castle FM in Cape Coast. We are also on Sun City Radio in Keta, live on X Spaces, live on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality P. PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. Coming up in this edition is the official day of your election headquarters launch made possible by Petrosol and Syntex Tank. And this afternoon, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia to announce members of his core campaign team. There will be an announcement after our meeting today. Yeah. And I'm telling the people of Ghana, to be ready, there will be well, a big announcement. Obama outdoor his running mate today. We are live at the Alisa Hotel as a final list is presented by the NPP flag bearer to the party's highest decision-making bodies for final inputs and approval. Plus, major changes expected in the majority leadership in Parliament. We have details of that and there will be no change in the 2024 election date. Electoral Commission backs down on proposal to shift the December polls to November after staple position from the NDC. The commission has resolved that we are going to have the elections come December 7th as we did in 2020. We have details from the big election headquarters launch where Dr. Bosman Asari made the announcement. Also, every part of the country is considered a hotspot and the Ghana Police Service plans to leave nothing to chance in the execution of his mandate in this year's election. Policeman might be standing there with a camera you might not even know. A camera that is hidden. So all the police that you'll be seeing, some will be having body cameras. I'll also take you to West Mamprusi, where the Municipal Assembly or the Security Council there imposes curfew on mobile money operations after 5 p.m. following recent robbery attacks that resulted in the death of two vendors. It's going to be a temporary measure for some time. So that we'll study the situation. If there's a need for us to review it as time goes on, we'll do that. But for now, that is what we are going to do to make sure that at least we are able to solve or to stop the robbery of the mobile money vendors. And their sports. Former Ghana coach Otuado emerges as front runner for the vacant Black Stars coaching job. Details in 20 minutes. And much later, young women in Jamestown defy odds, embrace entrepreneurship over social vices. So, in short, I come to the seaside to help my mother sell her fish. I have my own handiwork I do to enter money as well. You want to stay for details of that and more here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. This is your election headquarters. This is the big day, the launch of your election headquarters, made possible by Petro Saw, your clean fall in full quantity and syntax tank. We start from the camp of the NPP, where Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is this afternoon presenting his campaign team list to the National Executive Committee of the Governing NPP for consideration and further approval. The list, according to joint news sources, was arrived at after a broader consultation with different organs of the party expected to reflect the philosophy, strategy, and focus of the NPP's 2024 campaign. Haruna Mohammed is the Deputy General Secretary of the NPP. And going into the elections, we don't take Ghanaians for the joke, and that is why 
clearly we are not seeking for honeymoon and we are presenting the vision of the new patriotic party the vision of his excellency the vice president and the incoming president of the republic through the powers of the people of ghana so it is very clear today there will be a decision to determine who will be the forces on the campaign and that tells you that the final stage will be crowned by presenting to you the running mate and you that is how prepared mm. the new patriotic party is we are not just interested in governing but we are interested in creating an impact on the minds and the floor of the people of ghana uh, after today's meeting there will be a big announcement uh, that the good people of ghana will hear today uh, the announcement today, come today there will, there will be an announcement is, is, announcement? is it the adoring uh, of your be a big uh, announcement uh, 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 as the, the adoring of your campaign for pre-animate they are oh, i'll come to Muta. is that the adoring of your campaign team there will be a there will be an announcement after our meeting today and you know you are asking me of an expectation yeah. and i'm telling the people of ghana to be ready there will be what a big announcement obamia outdoor his running mate today when the constitution is right at the right time, Dr. Baumia will announce the, can, the, the running mate to himself. Would it be today? Dr. Baumia, when the constitution is right will at he the right do it time. Today? I that's the Deputy General Secretary of the NPP, Haruna Mohammed, there speaking to my colleagues Evans Mensa and Winston Amwa during the launch of your election headquarters. Well, let's get a little deeper into uh, the likely names that are going to come up in terms of making up the campaign team of um, the flag bearer of the NPP, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. I'll take you live to Alisa Hotel also, but let me bring in a member of the Joy News political desk, Elton Brobe, and uh, joins me in studio uh, with some details of what we are learning. What's who is likely to make that list, Elton? So for the, the position are campaign chairman, campaign manager, deputy manager, uh, communications, director, operations manager, and of course, campaign consultants. And we have a tall list of individuals that uh, Dr. Bobin has penciled on for consideration. We are talking about Damboche, who is penciled for campaign chairman. And so he will sit on top of all the other bodies that work for the Bobin campaign 2024. There's Frederick Oparianza, uh, campaign manager. They will act as campaign coordinators. Justin Kudia from Pond, the general secretary of the party, will act as operations manager. Mm -hmm. uh, Dennis Miracle Abuaji and Yawaduma Kwabefi will play the role of campaign spokesperson. We have others like Fred Oware, uh, Peter McManu. Uh, Antonabai Fakabo, Samia Oku, they will act as campaign advisors. Okay, and that's not all. It appears and we are not just going to hear names about uh, the campaign team of Dr. Mahmoud Balmia. Also, the leadership of the NPP bench in parliament in terms of the majority side in parliament. We are told about some changes that will be made as well. So a few, few minutes ago, I spoke to a deputy majority leader. He was on his way to the NEC meeting. Mm -hmm. and my information is that all the, the, the leadership of the NPP and those who have served more than four terms have also been invited to this meeting. Now, the proposal before the neck is that Oseche Mensah is replaced with Alexander Fenyamakin as the majority leader uh, for the MPP side in parliament. Now, what, what will become of Oseche Mensah? Because he's a member of parliament, what we are picking is up, he may be given a new position as chairman of the MPP's 2024 manifesto committee. That's what we are picking. Mm. Now, we're also aware that the deputy whip uh, Lydia Sarah Al-Hassan has been nominated for ministerial uh, appointment. Of course. Now, her position, we are told, will be taken by Patricia Piaget, mm -hmm. who will now become the deputy whip. The deputy majority leader, we are told, the proposal is that uh, Frank Anodompre is moved from deputy uh, from, from whip to deputy majority leader. These are the names we are picking. 
and it is a matter that has been put before NEC for next approval. Once the approval is done, they'll go ahead and announce it. Okay. And that's my colleague Elton Broby, a member of our political desk here, giving us details of what we are learning. And we know that the National Executive Committee are meeting as we speak. The National Council will also be meeting after that right here at Alisa Hotel. And my colleague, also on the political desk, Samuel Imbura, is all over it for us and joins me live from Alisa Hotel. Imbura, what are you picking up? What more are we learning? Well, MFR, the meeting was scheduled initially for um, 10 a.m. They had to be rescheduled for 2 p.m. because the president, whom we know is out of the country, has requested that he wants to be part of this all-important meeting of the party. Now, uh, as you indicated earlier, the meetings will be in two sessions. The National Executive Committee will meet and deliberate on some of the reports from the recent activities of the party. We know uh, about weeks ago the party conducted... Uh, the elections for parliamentary candidates in uh, constituencies with sitting MPs. So all those issues will be uh, looked at and then recommendations will be made. And the critical one will be the names that uh, Elton mentioned. So I, the names he mentioned are not quite different from what we have on the ground, with the exception that uh, Ben Abdallah, who is the current national coordinator for the Zongo and Inner City Development at the Office of the Presidency, has also been tipped as uh, one of the deputies uh, campaign managers. We know very well that uh, they have different deputies for uh, the campaign uh, managers, and he is to occupy the Zongo bid or to represent the Zongo bid. But all that El Elton has mentioned are the names that are currently um, coming up strongly here. So the meeting hasn't started. Uh, we are waiting for them. Just a couple of minutes ago, uh, Chamaun to me arrived. I, I couldn't have a conversation with him because he was in another conversation with uh, one of the party members. I also chanced on Yao Adumaku Berfi, whose name has come up strongly. When I approached him, he actually expressed some surprise that his, his name is there. Uh, but uh, we are still pulling up the beat and then we are waiting for them to arrive for this all-important meeting to start. And both meetings are expected to happen today. That's the National Council meeting and then the NEC meeting as well. Exactly, Eva. So, uh, MFA, sorry. So, um, after the National Executive Committee meeting, they will now submit their recommendations before the National Council, which is the second highest decision-making body of the party, to consider or otherwise. Well, that's my colleague Samuel Imbura there giving us all the updates from the Alisa Hotel. And of course, your election headquarters has the list already and we've been putting that out and we'll be waiting for that official announcement also from the party as soon as the National Council and the NEC meetings are over. And you heard my colleague, those meetings are yet to start. But it appears the NDC are also busy. On the day that your election headquarters was launched, they are also holding a separate meeting where the General Secretary is chairing that meeting to select various groups to form the National Executive Committee. Mustafa Gbande, the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, speaking to us at the election headquarters launch. Soon because we just finished with our parliamentary elections, mm. the flag bearer as part of our strategy is soliciting and consulting Ghanaians about their problems and how you have been talking about social contract, yep. where our manifesto becomes a social contract achievable with the people of Ghana all involved. Mm. So we are currently paying more attention to that. Mm -hmm. um, the general secretary of my party, my boss, will be launching our next committees this okay. later this afternoon. And then after the committees have been launched, then we'll tentatively firm up what our manifestos are. And then from there, a running mate will be announced. And then campaigns will start. And that's a Mustafa Gbande, Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. 
this is still your election headquarters made possible by petrol saw your clean fuel in full quantity and it's definitely a clash of titans as ghana gears up for its ninth presidential election on december 7. the stakes have never been higher with more than 19 million registered voters will the ruling new patriotic party make history with a third consecutive term or will the ndc rewrite the narrative with a record-breaking victory or could a third force cause an upset isaac kofieji has more in this report in the heart of west africa the stage is set for a political showdown as ghana prepares for its ninth presidential and parliamentary elections on december 7th with delegates having spoken the fate of the nation now lies in the hands of more than 19 million registered voters eager to choose the leader who steer the country into the future will this be a try me again or a try me too the battleground is fierce with the ruling mpp seeking to shatter an eight-year spell and make history by securing a third consecutive term in the fourth republic on the opposing side the ndc is eyeing the chance to become the first party to clinch victory more than four times in the fourth republic former president mahama fueled by the momentum of increasing his vote share from 44.4 percent in 2016 to 47.36 percent in 2020 is vying for a triumphant comeback meanwhile the npp having witnessed a drop in popularity from a commanding 53.9 percent in 2016 to 51.59 in 2021 is determined to bridge the gap and reclaim lost ground the parliamentary battlefield is equally intense with the mpp aiming to regain a substantial majority after slipping from that 169 seats in 2016 to 137 in 2020 the stakes are high and no constituency will be taken for granted ghana's political landscape is further complicated by internal dynamics the departure of alan chamantin from the npp raises concerns about potential damage in the crucial Ashanti region, traditionally the party's stronghold. On the flip side, the MPP's choice of vice president, Dr. Mohamedou Baumia, as their flag bearer introduces a new dimension as he is expected to strongly compete for votes in the northern part of the country, historically a stronghold of the NDC. As the dust settles on party conventions, attention turns on the selection of running mates, a crucial decision that could tip the scales in favor of one candidates or the other the nation is abuzz with speculation and anticipation eager to see who will be chosen to complement mahama and baumia in their quest for the presidency with the drama unfolding the burning question remains will ghana witness a one-touch victory a runoff or could a surprise third force emerge to reshape the political landscape the answer lies in the hands of the voters and as december 7th approaches the nation braces itself for a historic and consequential election that will shape the destiny of ghana for years to come isaac kufiaje reporting for joy news and there will be no change in the 2024 election date. Electoral commissioners back down on proposal to shift the December polls to November after staple position from the NDC. While speaking at the launch of Joy News Election Headquarters programs for this election cycle, Deputy Chairman of the Electoral Commission in charge of corporate services, Dr. Bosman Asari, says the change in decision came about after one of the major political parties I've been telling you objected to it at an IPAC meeting. You can listen to him.
as you may be aware, we had a meeting with our political parties, and one of the major parties indicated clearly that uh, they don't support the change of date from, November, uh, from December to November in 2024. So as a commission, we know when the law requiring that to have such a change, you have to go to parliament to have two thirds of the members of parliament approving of that particular change. The commission has resolved that we are going to have the elections come December 7th as we did in 2020. So as a commission, we are fully prepared, we are fully ready, and we believe that the successes that we chalked in 20. We are going to even do more in 2024. In that IPAC meeting, that was agreed with the political parties that in the event we cannot marshal the forces of IPAC to have it in November in 2024, the commission to take, should take the step to ensure that in 2028 we are going to have it in November. And again, this must be cleared. We were not talking about November 7. At the IPAC meeting, the decision was a day in November. So it could be a first Monday, a second Monday, a third Monday, or Tuesday, or Friday, or Thursday. In November. So that's not the only decision the Electoral Commission is backing down in terms of their proposal. The, the decision to eliminate the use of indelible ink in this year's elections has also been uh, you, you know, put aside after Ghanaians and the various political parties voiced their disapproval against the decision. We can hear Dr. Bosman Asari again. Last year, we, we, we made it very clear that we thought when you look at the procedures uh, in, our electoral, in our elections, the idea of using the indelible ink it's like you, you, are, you are using two layers of verification. So the commission said, if Mr. Evans Mensah is coming to vote, Mr. Evans Mensah will be verified electronically for us to know that indeed it's Mr. Mensah who has been verified. So when you want to go ahead and use the indelible ink, then clearly you, you don't have confidence in your biometric register. So as a result of that, we postulated that it will be better to do away with the indelible ink. But as a listening institution, we've had the concerns of the general public, we've had uh, the concerns of uh, parliamentarians across the aisle, the MPP and the NDC, uh, civil society members, and we, we, we've come to the conclusion that if by using the indelible ink, people will have more confidence in the process, why not? And the IGP was well represented at the election headquarters launch and the Director General of Research and Planning at the Ghana Police Service, DCOP Prince Gabriel Wabu, has assured Ghanaians of optimum security during the 2024 general elections. I'm afraid they shouldn't dare because that's what I'm saying. We have all implements that would be able to pick you up and you don't need, we wouldn't even need to chase you. We didn't need to chase you, but we'll pick you from your house after you have done such a thing. So why go there, do it, when the law will catch up with you? Policeman might be standing there with a camera you might not even know. A camera that is hidden. So all the police that you'll be seeing, some will be having body cameras. They are there, it's being looked at at our main base. So whatever is going on during the elections would be monitored and would be captured live. Why should we want to destroy what is being put in place? That that's the Director General of Research and Planning at the Ghana Police Service, DCOP Prince Gabriel Wabu. But our theme for this year is an informed electorate. But what will inform your decision to vote in this year's election? Some of you have been sharing your thoughts with us. And then the former government haven't, been, haven't met my expectations yet. Honestly, when you take issues of sanitation, that's my background. Let me start from there. When you take issues of sanitation, you come to the central of Ghana, which is Accra. As at 9 a.m., you see traffic, thinking that maybe there's a truck which is being um, um, causing the traffic. But you realize that you go and then there are huge sums of waste left 
it can be two days, three days, and then this waste is causing traffic. Meanwhile, the government has contracted people, institutions, to be dealing with sanitation in Accra. Prices are so high. The government wanted to do some affordable um, housing, but then it, I, 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 I see that it has not been to the best of effect for the citizenry. And then so many people are finding it difficult to get rent, uh, rent and um, to get um, house to rent, and then also the prices are too exorbitant. So I would, what will influence my vote is that if the rent does not come down, we are not going to vote. Some of your views that you shared with us during the launch of election headquarters. It was made possible proudly by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity, also made possible by Syntex tanks, a strong, a tough. We'll bring you more from your election headquarters throughout the day. Also more on myjoyonline.com and all our social media platforms. But away from the election headquarters to some other stories now in the West Mampusi Municipal Security Council has directed all mobile money vendors to stop operations after 5 p.m. in a move to address robbery attacks on them. This follows the robbing and killing of two vendors and injuries to seven others in the Waliwali Township by armed robbers. Ghana Police Service through an intelligence-led operation arrested two suspects identified as Zachary Yamusa alias Van Dam and Fatao Isa in connection with that robbery. Municipal Chief Executive Arimiao Somolaki tells my colleague Sweetie Abochi the measures have become necessary to save lives and property. Arrangements earlier that we made, robbers do not have access to getting people to attack. Now their main attack is the uh, mobile uh, money vendors. So now the security decided that by 5 p.m., Every day in the evening, every mobile money vendor should close and move back to where he or she comes from so that at least that in, in alone will be as measure to, 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 I mean, to meet the, uh, the abnormalities in the, in, 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 in the past. Secondly, we are also looking at periodic search of vehicles, motor, motorbikes that they use to perpetrate those crimes and the vehicles that they use. And then also, unlawful. Uh, holding of uh, ammunition. We are going to ban ammunition, uh, unlawful holding of ammunition in the that's the West Mampusi Municipal um, Security Chair. That's Arimiyao Somo Lucky there. Now, in a related development, a man believed to be mentally ill has killed four persons at Bandangkwanta, a community in the Boli district of the Savannah region. One other person is in critical condition at the Carpenter Hospital. Well, eyewitnesses who spoke to Joy News said the police struggled to take the knife from the mentally ill man who was using it to kill the persons as he visibly was very strong. He was reportedly shot and killed. Member uh, Mohammed narrates more of how the incident occurred. Yeah, he was sleeping outside. The guy came and he woke up and he said he went a place to sleep. And the guy said, No, this time the, the night is over like that. So, guy in the process, he said he went to go to toilet. The guy asked him, Why don't you know where to go or, or what? The guy was like, Okay, I will assist you. So, in the course of trying to help him to find a place to go, he said he won't go to the toilet again and then entered into their compound house. He followed and was asking him why. So, in the process, the guy just bumped into him. Yeah, so, he pushed him. The guy up and ran into the first room and that's where he used a knife to kill the first child so according to the guy when that happened he locked the room so they couldn't enter he checked through the window and then he was killing the small child so people came around the time he went there again was when there was gunshots 
Time for a quick breather here on the Midday News, live on Joy 99.7 FM, affiliates across Ghana, 16 regions. We're also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We've been talking about the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, presenting a final list to make up his campaign team uh, to the National Executive Committee and the National Council. We'll return from the break with sport and later, young women in Jamestown defy odds, embrace entrepreneurship over social vices. So, in short, I come to the seaside to help my mother sell her fish. I have my own handiwork I do to enter money. Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Time for sports. Move Iraq, what do we have? Yes, MFL. So former Ghana coach Otoado is leading the race to become the next Black Stars coach to replace Chris Hilton. The 48-year-old who stepped down after the 2022 World Cup is reportedly willing to take up the role again. Love FM Steven Zando has more. Otoado was part of the applicants for the Black Stars coaching job and has been interviewed by the search committee of the GFE. According to our checks, he's called the highest marks and the Football Association is convinced the former Black Stars coach is the ideal man to replace Chris Hilton. His appointment this time will be permanent, but that will come at a cost as he needs to cancel his contract at Borussia Dortmund and this is why he will be reasonable on his salary demands. Otowade believes his experience during the Nigeria World Cup playoff and the World Cup in Qatar has challenged him to do more as a coach and that is why he wants to return to coach the Black Stars. If government agrees to activate his release clause, the announcement could be made by next week. That's Love FM's team in Zandon, the latest as far as the Black Stars coaching job is concerned. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Let me take you to Parliament, where the chairman of the Public Accounts Committee, James Klute Aveji, has disagreed with the position of the Auditor General on the auditing of subsidiaries of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNIT. The Auditor General raised concerns over the appointment of private auditing firms to audit the accounts of some 10 subsidiaries of SNIT. Well, we can hear uh, from the Director General of SNIT, Dr. John Ufuritin-Kring. Well, so that's um, the chairman of um, Parliament's Public Accounts Committee, James Klutia Veji there. Well, my colleague James Aveji is also there for us, joins us on the line with details. What more are we learning from the committee? Yes, I'm a fan. So uh, the Ghana Water Company has been appearing. Uh, there's been concern raised about the water situation in the north. They have attributed the situation to uh, sub- subsistence as uh, just in the area, promising that they will fix it moving forward. And that's uh, my colleague James Saveji bringing us details of happenings at the Public Accounts Committee. And many coastal communities are known for the high incidence of teenage pregnancies. But here in a cross coastal community of Jamestown, some adolescent girls are defying the norm to change the narrative. My colleague Adobia Asari has been interacting with them, has come through with this report. Where to you? In the coastal town of Jamestown, a group of young girls find themselves at crossroad. Sam chose the path of leisure and loitering about the bustling market square. Others have embraced a different journey. Some of the young ladies I see in this community do nothing by loiter about. Some indulge in all sorts of vices and get pregnant when they are not ready to have children. 
Among these diligent girls is Rita Tego, a spirited young girl who, instead of spending her days in idling about, has dedicated herself to helping her mother sell the day's catch at the beach. I'm here to help my mom. It's not like I don't have anything to do, but I completed school last year. And I'm in the house, I'm not doing anything. I have to help my mom for her to get money. So next, um, this year by this time, I'll be attending university. Not far away is Princess Ado, a savvy entrepreneur in the making who is committed to pursuing her own venture. She braids and makes wicks by night and helps her mother by day at the shore. I come to the seaside to help my mother sell her fish. I have my own handiwork I do to earn some money as well. I just love to braid. I have knowledge about everything with regards to hairdo and I am focused 